Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. All right. Thank you for joining me for Thursday's edition of Facebook Live. A quick preview. Quick. I think we're going to chat here for about 25, maybe 30 minutes. Uh, A preview of my radio program, which broadcasts on KSL News Radio uh, here in Utah. That's 102.7 FM or 1160 AM. I'm on the air from 1 o'clock until 3 o'clock. And uh, we have a lot on tap for today's program. In fact, uh, I, I, I speak, you know, very excitedly about every day's show. You know, that's the attitude you got to carry into uh, to this game. Uh, but today, I am particularly excited. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm excited about every day's show. Uh, but today, there is an extra level of excitement. I'm going to be speaking to a NASA astronaut, uh, Ricky Arnold. He, uh, I'll give you his bio here in a little bit, but uh, but I'll tell you very basically that he uh, has built lived and worked on the International Space Station. Last week, I got the thought in my head that, uh, you know, as I, myself, and others are looking for advice and insight into what it is to truly be isolated and to truly practice social distancing, I thought, uh, well, who among us, who among all the humans uh, is best suited to, to help us out with that. And I thought, well, I probably am not going to be connecting with too many prisoners facing solitary confinement right now. So what's the next best thing? Uh, and then uh, I thought of, well, you know what? Uh, astronauts. Astronauts uh, spend a good deal of time uh, on their own or at least in uh, very small groups for a prolonged time. And if there's anyone practicing social distancing. I don't think there's any better example than an astronaut. So Ricky Arnold uh, will be my guest today. Just after one o'clock Mountain Standard Time, uh, I'm going to be talking to a bona fide astronaut, someone who has spent uh, hundreds, hundreds of hours uh, in space. Uh, He spent dozens of hours uh, outside uh, the shuttle and the space station. Fascinating individual. And you know, he started off his career uh, as, a, as a teacher. He was a middle school uh, science and social studies teacher. Anyway, I can't wait to, to talk to him. Uh, I'll share with you some of my uh, space nerddom here in, in a, a little bit. Uh, let me let you know about what else is going on uh, on today's program. We're going to be speaking uh, with Congressman Chris Stewart, uh, who represents a portion of Utah. Uh, he and others are looking forward uh, to the day where we can open up the United States uh, for business once again. I count myself among those uh, excited to, to open things up for business. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, as we look back on the goals we set for ourselves in terms of flattening the curve and uh, creating a, a, a situation where the burden on hospitals and the healthcare system uh, is eased, we don't uh, stress the capacity. I think we've done a pretty good job of accomplishing that task. Certainly here in the state of Utah, every day we hear from uh, Dr. Angela Dunn. In fact, we'll hear from her again uh, on my radio program today, just after 1.30. And the information that she's been providing us has been very encouraging. 
the uh, the per capita death rate here in the state of Utah uh, remains lowest in the country. In fact, I think it's only uh, maybe Wyoming and Hawaii who uh, can boast of uh, lower per capita death rates than can the state of Utah. And then when it comes to testing, testing, we know that testing is important. We hear uh, people like Governor Cuomo out in New York. Uh, we hear from other experts around the country, Dr. Fauci uh, from Washington, D.C., testing is crucial and that it will play a fundamental and key role in opening back uh, up the normalcy of our lives. And here in the state of Utah, uh, we uh, our per capita testing rate and our overall testing capacity is truly better than anywhere else uh, in the country. Uh, at least we are in the top 10, I should say. Uh, so that's very good. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to Chris Stewart. Uh, we'll talk to, uh, or rather we'll hear from We'll hear from uh, Dr. Angela Dunn, and uh, later on in the program, we're going to be speaking too to uh, Miles Hansen, who's the president and CEO of World Trade Center Utah. He uh, has been a wonderful resource to us as we have gone through this new reality, or the new now, uh, as Boyd Matheson would call it. And uh, Miles has just been able to uh, share uh, fascinating insight, and he can explain things. Uh, you know, I... Uh, my my role is um, uh, my my role here is to just present as much information as I can and to be uh, you know someone uh, who can you know facilitate uh, a few of my own opinions uh, but also uh, like facts and reality and what's happening around us and what about what is happening is uh, having a big impact on us and Miles is uh, one of these resources that I have come to be very fond of as. He's able to explain things in very practical terms. He today will speak to us about the the various successes and maybe the shortcomings that some of these businesses uh, have faced as they have uh, interacted with this CARES Act and sought uh, for grants uh, and money and such like that. Um, Anyway, so I'm looking forward to that conversation. Looking forward to the press conference from uh, Dr. Angela Dunn. Also, we are going to pay close attention on the program today to what is happening uh, on Utah's Capitol Hill. Now, uh, I should tell you, uh, up on Utah's Capitol Hill, uh, there are very few people there today. Although the legislature has been called back for special session, uh, as you know, we're in the middle of this uh, social distancing era. And uh, up on Capitol Hill right now, it is only uh, Senate President Stuart Adams, Speaker of the Utah House, uh, Brad Wilson and support staff. They have put together some technology. They're leveraging uh, the video conferencing stuff and the various legislators from around the state are in their homes or in their offices uh, joining remotely. So we'll touch base uh, with with the, the proceedings there uh, a time or two. Uh, Dave and Debbie uh, on the radio this morning have had a wonderful conversation with Stuart Adams uh, looking at what uh, is on the docket for today, what will likely be debated, and what are the predicted outcomes of today's special session. So we'll walk through some of those comments and we'll get a sense of what uh, what's going on up there. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Um, one of the big predictions of uh, what could happen on Utah's Capitol Hill today is a debate among legislators about the power and authority of uh, county mayors uh, and the leaders of the various municipalities around the state of Utah. 
Uh, right now, the case is statewide. Uh, Governor Herbert has not put in place a statewide order which carries with it the threat of fine or imprisonment. Now, that's not the case uh, at some of the subdivisions of the state, the, the counties and cities. Uh, Salt Lake County has an order in place, uh, an order enforced uh, by the power of law. So too to Salt Lake City, uh, Summit County, Wasatch, and a handful of others. Uh, and one of the speculations about today's uh, special session is whether or not the legislature will take away uh, the authority for those counties and municipalities to uh, put in place uh, orders uh, like the ones that are there now. So that'll be interesting. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It's been a fascinating uh, storyline to follow around the country. Utah at the state level is uh, in a very small group of states which have resisted uh, the pressures to install statewide orders. Um, I I'm pleased at that fact. Uh, I think that, uh, uh, you know, and I talk about this often, uh, but I think that if you look at our data, if you look at, um, if you look at our per capita death rate, which is remarkably low compared to the rest of the country and the rest of the world. And if you look at our testing capacity and our per capita testing rate, uh, we are uh, performing better than uh, almost anywhere else in the world. And that is all uh, underneath uh, uh, a system where the governor has uh, asked us, asked us uh, via a directive to stay home and to stay safe. Uh, and that's a, that's a good thing. I am proud uh, of us as Utahns uh, for reaching these goals, uh, or at least for accomplishing these numbers and maintaining uh, these rates, uh, doing so without uh, the threat of fine and imprisonment for the most part. Uh, so we'll see uh, if that situation remains. Hey, hold on one, one second. I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, so that's all I'll say about the legislature. Let me introduce you to someone real quick. I'm not sure if you saw what this little creature was doing, uh, but we've got like a armoire type thing over there. And this one, uh, in her frustrated, socially distant state, has taken to scratching it and has caused a little bit of damage. And that's my wife's, and I feel bad. So if you have any tips on how to repair something like that, she's scratched up the corner pretty good. Uh, anyway, who is she? Yesterday I introduced you to uh, Piper Jean, my daughter. Uh, who's about six months old. This, uh, another one of my quarantine uh, partners in crime is Rachel, Rachel the cat. Rachel too, as a matter of fact, uh, named after Rachel, Rachel the Elder. Uh, <coughs> uh, Rachel the Elder uh, was a gift uh, to me from my mom when I graduated kindergarten. Uh, and that cat was with me um, until I graduated uh, from high school uh, and then passed away not long after I uh, moved away from home. Anyway, uh, a few years ago, uh, when I got married to my wife, Jessica, uh, some friends of mine uh, got me Rachel as a wedding gift. It was kind of a gamble, but I'm glad that they got her, and uh, she's been pretty good. Uh, and yesterday, we got a lot of clicks and likes because I introduced uh, Piper, and so I thought I would shamelessly <laughs> shamelessly try to get uh, more clicks and likes uh, using a cat today, because that's what the internet's into, right? A cat. And oh, uh, she has an interesting feature. Let me show you. Um, uh, here we go. So you may notice, or you may be aware that cats typically have uh, tails. Uh, this one does not. Not sure what happened, but uh, when 
when she was delivered to me from uh, Best Friends Animal Society, uh, she was without a tail. Not sure if it's a uh, part of her breed or got caught in a door or something, but Rachel too has no tail. Anyway, uh, off you go. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> I just got a comment. Um, uh, from Kathy says, why not speak about these constant quakes? Uh, great point. And I'm sorry, I didn't bring it up. It was just a, a few hours ago that uh, we experienced, uh, originating in Magna, again, um, <coughs> another uh, aftershock, uh, 4.2, same uh, magnitude as what we endured yesterday. Though today, did you notice? Uh, if you felt it, you probably felt it lasted a little bit longer than it has in the past. Um, that was a little scary. Uh, I'm here with my uh, wife, Jessica, and uh, baby Piper. Jessica uh, did some growing up in California, so she knows about earthquakes. And uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, she's kind of the cool, calm hand uh, when this stuff hits. Uh, in fact, I was sitting right about here uh, last month when uh, the big one hit, the big one, uh, 5.6, I think. Um, if I remember, it knocked out the power here. Uh, we had to, you know collect ourselves and get under something safe. Um, anyway, it was a scary thing. Uh, so <clears throat> there is something I want to share with you. I uh, came across this tweet from the, uh, da, 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 the uh, it's a, a Twitter handle, at uh, Quake. Uh, that's the University of Utah seismograph stations. <clears throat> it's one of these two-part tweets. I, I want to read it to you uh, because if I'm honest, um, if I'm honest, I, uh, have, I have needed uh, these types of comforting words. It reads, uh, the quake this week, or the, qu the earthquakes this week are still part of the magna sequence. A lot of you, including me, a lot of you are wondering if this is normal. There is a wide range of what is considered normal, and the magna sequence is within that range. Sometimes earthquakes barely have any aftershocks, and sometimes they have more than average. This feels abnormal to us because this is the first time in most of our lives that we've lived near an earthquake sequence like this. But for the earth, this is business as usual. <clears throat> I'm gonna share this with my wife here in a second, but uh, she and I uh, just this morning uh, were looking at the calendar thinking, hold on a second, if I remember correctly, they told us that, uh, you know, that we could expect aftershocks a few days and maybe, maybe a week or two weeks after uh, the initial earthquake. And yet we're almost, uh, we're over a month removed, I think now from, uh, or almost a month removed from the earthquake that uh, rocked us in Magna last month. Uh, and so what the heck are we experiencing? Well, the University of Utah seismograph stations, they sort that out for us and say that, listen, for the most part, uh, uh, we right now are experiencing something that is within the realm of normal. Uh, you and I here in Utah may not have uh, felt the earth shake as much uh, as our friends in California um, <clears throat> uh, have experienced it, but uh, in here in the state of Utah, the seismograph stations is uh, letting us know that we are in fine shape. Uh, uh, Beaver Mark says, sorry, I thought this was a coronavirus update. Uh, here's what's up, Mark. So I uh, host a radio program from one o'clock until three o'clock. I've been taking this time each day to kind of give a little, little bit of a preview of what will come on today's show. Uh, and we are going to talk about a number of coronavirus related issues. In fact, uh, we're going to get some advice from a, a, a source 
that I, I, I'm so excited to have this conversation. You, you may have been tuned in a moment ago, but I'll, I'll repeat it. We're going to be speaking with an astronaut today, someone who uh, built, in part, the International Space Station, lived there, and worked on the space station for uh, a long while. Uh, we'll be speaking to NASA astronaut Ricky Arnold uh, just after 1 o'clock. Uh, both to just to, you know to hear what it's like to be an astronaut, uh, to get some of his uh, stories and experiences, and then to ask him specifically uh, if he has any advice for folks like you and me. If there is anything that his experience in isolation on the International Space Station, practicing a form of social distancing, uh, unlike anything you or I uh, have ever experienced, if there's anything from his experience that may be uh, valuable or helpful or insightful. Uh, for you and I as we endure this. I, there's one last topic I'm going to cover on today's program, and it has to do with the, the stimulus checks. And I had a conversation yesterday with uh, Senator Mitt Romney, and uh, towards the end of that chat, I uh, asked him about a tweet that he had shared uh, where he uh, asserted that it was inappropriate uh, to use the word uh, stimulus, that what has happened in the United States economy is that we have pretty much shut down. And stimulus, uh, at least in his estimation, uh, implies a, a, a jolt to <clears throat> a functioning economy. Right now, ours is uh, pretty much uh, at a full stop. And so uh, this is essentially a, a reawakening of the economy brought about by these uh, checks that you're finding uh, maybe in your inbox or in your, uh, <clears throat> in your checking account right now. Uh, and so over the past few weeks, as we have been aware that these checks were coming, I have asked various individuals from various positions uh, what they uh, might recommend uh, folks do with those checks. Now, there are a number of different categories of people on the receiving end of these checks. There are those, uh, and you've heard about uh, the, the unfortunate realities of those who are uh, right now, and you may be one of them. Uh, who filing for uh, an employment insurance benefits uh, or maybe the pandemic uh, benefits, uh, the number of resources available to you. And <clears throat> state of Utah uh, over the past few days has been doing its best to, uh, to make uh, accessing those funds uh, easy and explain uh, to you. Now, on top of all of that, <clears throat> uh, you, you're seeing a check land in your, in your checking account. Uh, about 1200 bucks uh, per American if you're making uh, below a certain threshold of income. Now, the question that I have put uh, to, to many people, like money people, uh, some various industry people, a few political folks, I've said, um, let me ask you uh, hypothetically about a certain category of people. I want to ask about those lucky individuals who have maintained employment uh, throughout the course of this uh, coronavirus, you know, experience through which you and I are passing. I asked for those people who continue to uh, draw an income, who are able to pay their bills, who are able to keep the roof over their head and food on the shelves and clothes on their back and uh, gas in the tank, th th those who uh, have not necessarily been disrupted uh, in, in terms of their own personal family economy, <coughs> but are still on the receiving end of this $1,200. How ought those individuals best put uh, this stimulus money uh, to use to stimulate the economy or restart the economy or bolster up 
the aspects of the economy which are uh, right now weakened. And uh, the advice I've been getting is, uh, or the answer to that question uh, that I've been receiving is to <clears throat> spend it. Don't hoard it. Don't throw it in your savings account. Now, listen, you can do whatever you want with it. There are no strings attached. Uh, and uh, if you're if you're concerned about this myth that's been floating around, you do not have to pay this back uh, directly. You know, uh, you know, in terms of like federal deficit and all like that, that's a whole different uh, conversation. But no one's going to come knocking on your door once this is all uh, behind us and saying, "Hey." Could you uh, uh, cough up that 1200 bucks we lent you? That's not the case. You're getting this uh, with no strings attached. Uh, you spend it however you want. But if you are of the situation where you can you know, be a little bit uh, discretionary with it, uh, you know, if you don't have uh, creditors or landlords uh, breathing down your neck, <clears throat> then there is some advice. And it is uh, to do things like this. Spend it on the restaurants. Uh, uh, you know, maybe buy something. Uh, there's a lot of encouragement to look local. <clears throat> I spoke yesterday to the president of the uh, Farm Bureau here in Utah. Uh, his advice uh, was to buy meat and cheese, <laughs> that, the, uh, that the agricultural sector right now is dramatically disrupted. It's, uh, to, to learn what the experience of the farmer is right now is both fascinating and heartbreaking. <clears throat> the reality is their business model is heavily dependent on uh, like industry type purchases, so uh, or like big, large scale uh, purchases. It's not, it's not wholly dependent on purchases made by, say, you uh, or me at the grocery store. Uh, but schools are big consumers of meat and cheese. Uh, restaurants uh, are big consumers of uh, meat and cheese. And one of the interesting points made yesterday by again Ron Gibson, president of the Utah Farm Bureau, is that. Our uh, eating habits are far different in restaurants than they are uh, in our homes. He talks about, uh, you know, his uh, restaurant meal of choice is a, a big, thick steak, uh, something he uh, doesn't typically purchase uh, and eat at home. So it's kind of interesting. It's uh, <clears throat> our, our, our habits and our changed uh, habits have dramatically impacted the agriculture. So you can do that. Uh, you can focus on these restaurants. You can take the advice and the encouragement of the governor uh, to, to order out, uh, what, what did he ask, three, time, three tea, three times a week. Um, and that's because here in the state of Utah, uh, you know, while the dining areas uh, do remain closed, uh, they've got drive-through, they've got delivery, they've got pickup uh, uh, options <clears throat> at most of the restaurants. Uh, around the state, and you know the the ability. Stop scratching, Rachel. Stop. Sorry. Hey, 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 hey! You can't scratch, little cat. Mom's gonna get mad. Sorry for the interruption. We got another piece of furniture in here. She likes scratching. There was some advice uh, advice earlier. Get Rachel a scratching post. Uh, this is from Denise. Get Rachel a scratching post. It'll help keep her claws sharp. And give her something else to scratch uh, besides your armoire. She's beautiful. Thank you. She is beautiful. Uh, <clears throat> and we've tried scratching posts. I, I post posts. Uh, I swear she she knows that we're trying to trick her away from like scratching the furniture. She's smart. She's adorable and she's smart. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, what to do with your stimulus check to help uh, uh, the economy uh, if you are in the position to uh, to spend it, you know, on things you otherwise wouldn't. Um, you know, buy stuff, buy stuff, 
the, the industry is impacted uh, at all corners or at all turns. It's a, it's a devastating thing and it's uh, unprecedented. We have not seen um, a full stoppage of the American economy uh, and the shrinking of the scale and scope of the American economy. I don't think ever. Uh, I don't even, I don't think we got this close um, to things uh, during the great depression in terms of the numbers. I know our experience is, is far different. Um, but uh, <clears throat> when have we ever seen anything like this? And it's going to be uh, really something to see all this on the back end. And uh, the advice I'm getting from the smart folks is that the way to help, uh, if we are so able uh, with our stimulus money, is to just get it out there, get it out into this uh, you know cycle of the economy which we have. Uh, anyway, uh, I've done uh, enough rambling here. Uh, before before I go, can I uh, just extend two more? invitations. On my radio program, I have uh, set a little goal for uh, myself and uh, for us uh, listeners here together. And it is to help with the the blood, uh, the need, the need that hospitals uh, still have for blood. Uh, That is to treat those with conditions requiring periodic transfusions, uh, or that is for those individuals, unfortunately, who find themselves uh, the victims of car accidents or any other kind of accident. Uh, where, you know, quick, fast, uh, uh, life-saving blood is needed. Now, uh, the good news is we're not facing a shortage. We're not facing that there, there's no emergency uh, being faced by, say, organizations like ARUP or the Red Cross. Uh, people's lives are not uh, in jeopardy because of a shortage of blood. But there is still the normal <clears throat> need uh, that arises. There's still the the, the constant uh, need, and so we need to do our part, uh, especially as so many um, blood drives around the country have been uh, canceled due to obviously the coronavirus and the need to uh, practice good social distancing. What we can still do is make appointments and uh, and then show up uh, at a scheduled time to donate blood. I myself uh, two weeks ago today kicked this effort off. And I, I traveled out to, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a steak center uh, in South Jordan, rolled up my sleeve, uh, and they took a unit from me. And, and since then, what I have wanted to do every day on the program is with the help of listeners and uh, with your help to be responsible for to, to bring about the donation of at least one unit of blood, just one. Uh, more would be great. Uh, but for, for my goal, I want to uh, get at least one unit of blood donated each day, and the way to do that is uh, you just kind of uh, navigate on your on your smartphone or on the computer or something over to uh, utahblood.org. That's the ARUP website uh, or redcrossutah.org. Uh, you go to either one of those sites, and you know dealer's choice, whatever you'd like. Uh, the, the blood will always make it to someone who needs it. Um, ARUP is is here and local. In fact, uh, they have their hands on. Uh, some of this testing technology to help us get through the uh, coronavirus stuff. So, uh, you know, maybe that sways you in that direction. But whatever the case, uh, you go on there to either one of the sites, uh, ARUP or Red Cross, and you type in your zip code. Then they'll navigate you to uh, essentially like a calendar type page where you can select a location and a date and time. Sign up for that. And if you wouldn't mind uh, doing me this favor, uh, if you do that and you get the confirmation back, uh, would you take a screenshot? Look at, look at the cat. Rachel. 
sorry, take a, a screenshot uh, or, or just send me, I'm sorry about that, <laughs> or send me a note. Uh, just let me know that you confirmed an appointment. And I've been, uh, with the help of uh, Gustavo uh, on, the, on the team here at my radio show, uh, we've been keeping a record of, uh, of all the donations and the days uh, when they're given. <clears throat> and I would be, I'd be incredibly grateful if you would uh, transmit that information back to me uh, on my own Facebook page. You can go to uh, Lee Lonsberry on Facebook, just uh, type up in the corner, and, uh, or in, in the description of this video, if you click on my name there, it'll direct you to, to the Facebook page for my show. And if you would just send me a, a note uh, or a screenshot or a, a picture of your uh, confirmation, I would be so, so grateful. Uh, when this coronavirus is behind me, I want to be able to uh, say that this show accomplished something. And uh, I think we do that certainly through all the information we transmit. But uh, to be responsible for the donation of blood and to know that that blood went to folks uh, in great need, um, <clears throat> I think we together could feel pretty good about pulling that off. So uh, that's the final word on that. Um, I'm going to let you go. and uh, keep getting ready for today's program. Remember, I'm talking to an astronaut today. Ricky Arnold has been in space. Uh, Ricky Arnold has hit, had his hands on the construction of the International Space Station. He has lived and worked there. He has experienced social distancing and isolation. And we'll see what kind of advice he has for uh, Earthlings like you and me. That's it for today. I'll see you on the radio at 1 o'clock today, 1 to 3. It's live Mike with me, Lee Lonsberry. Uh, I'll try to keep up these uh, Facebook Live videos if you enjoy them. Uh, if they're informative or at least a distraction from what else is going on, uh, I'll be back here on Facebook Live tomorrow at 10 a.m. And I'll see you on the radio today at 1 o'clock. Take care.